Ayo, welcome back, degenerates of the world. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Girls Got Game podcast. My name is Joe Butter. I'm your host for today and forever. We had another great event this past week at the Drive-On Championship. Uh, some great golf, a pretty cool course. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, hope you guys checked it out. The golf coverage was a hell of a lot better. So that made it a lot more entertaining than the first week. The first week, the coverage was pretty bad. Even though the golf was good and, you know, it was fun to get, you know, some LPGA action. To, the coverage was just so bad. But Golf Channel seemed to, or LPGA seemed to hear those complaints and partner with the Golf Channel to do live coverage rather than, you know, tape delay coverage. And it, and it worked out a lot better. Anyway, uh, there's no event this week. But I still wanted to put out an episode. I wasn't really sure if I was going to do an episode this week. Uh, I, I was planning initially to just do episodes whenever there's an event. However, I I don't know. I, I feel like it, it would be kind of stupid to not put something out. Uh, so this one's going to be kind of kind of quick. There's a little shout out to all my Gen Z friends that would like to cancel the GOAT. Uh, so anyway, like I said, this is going to be a, a quick episode just kind of giving you a little recap of what happened last week and kind of what I'm planning on do planning on doing moving forward with, you know, my model with the podcast with, you know, some ideas that I have that might, you know, better the experience of the show and and interact with the with the listeners a little bit better. So this past week was a lot of fun. Um for me personally, I profited a lot better this week than I did the week before, which is odd because I had not a single share of Austin Ernst, which was dumb of me. I was all over her at the game bridge. I, I should have jumped back on, you know, the bandwagon and, and played her again, but I didn't. However, I had a lot of Jennifer Cupcho who who came in second. If you didn't catch the event, it was a lot of fun. I mean, Ernst and Cupcho were pretty much battling it out from day one. Uh, they held the lead after day one. They held the lead after day two. They both opened 67-67 to get the minus five and ten, respectively, and then Ernst edged her out by one on Saturday. Uh, she got to 13. Cupcho was at 12 and really kind of separated themselves from everybody else. It, it seemed like it was going to be a two-horse race, and it, it ended up really being a one-horse race at the end. But I had a 70-to-1 Cupcho ticket that I was sitting on, uh, which would have profited pretty nicely, which would have made it a great week if that would have paid out. But uh, Sunday, you know, it, it got away from her pretty quickly. Um, the coverage didn't start till 2.30. Cupcho and Ernst teed off at about 12.20. So they were on, I believe, the eighth hole when the coverage began. And at that point, Ernst already had a six-shot lead. Uh, she birdied three, four, five, and six. And Cupcho bogeyed, I believe, the second hole. Uh, so that, that one-shot lead jumped to six real quick. And that pretty much before the coverage even began, I was already done in believing that you know, Cupcho had a chance to cash that ticket for me. FanDuel doesn't appear to do, you know, cash outs like uh, for women like they do for, you know, the men. Like at, at some point, you know, Friday night or Saturday night, it, it possibly could have given me, you know, a, a five to one cash out. But they didn't offer that. So I had to write it out. I mean, I wouldn't have taken it, but I might have done it, you know, Sunday morning. If you know, I saw Ernst birdie three, four and open up a three shot lead, I might have considered it. But it was fun. It was a fun 70 to one sweat for three days in a couple holes but all in all it was a fun tournament I mean up until they finished on Saturday and separated themselves a bit you know in the afternoon I mean it was a it was a very tightly packed leaderboard there for a little while and until like I said the last few holes on Saturday and then Sunday they just 
separated that well Austin Ernst really just separated herself she played phenomenal from day one uh, but that, that was a fun golf course to watch I mean we got to recognize a lot of the holes we saw you know Augusta number 12 tribute hole was beautiful I mean it looked the exact same uh Augusta's number 13 tribute hole looked very similar it was a little weird without you know all the the woods and and the pine straw up on the right which you know a lot of players end up leaving their ball in we, we had the famous shot from Phil I believe that was 2010 uh, from the pine straw up on the right and, you know, putting on the green like six feet from the cup. They didn't have that, but, but, you know, the entire left side of the hole, the ravine that ran, you know, the length of the hole and then crossed the front of the green. I mean, that was all there. I mean, it looked, it looked great. The contours of the green look similar. The greens obviously didn't look like they were rolling like Augusta Nationals greens do, but what, I mean, you can't expect too much. I mean, Augusta is, you know, one of the most perfect golf courses in the country. I mean, it's just always in perfect condition. But it was, it was really cool. Anyway, like I said, that it was weird because I didn't have any shares of, you know, the winner where the gain bridge two weeks ago, I had basically 40% Nellie Corda. She was the only reason I even made anything back. I didn't, I didn't quite get back to my entry. I lost, I think, about uh, 10, 15% of my entry. However, this week I, I made almost three times my entry and I didn't have any of any of Austin Ernst, I, I had a 17, I, I tweeted it out, I had a 17 total player pool, and 15 of those 17 ended up making the cut, which is nice, that that helps, I mean, and I had, I think I made 14 lineups or so, and I had about 9 6 of 6s, yeah, 9 6 of 6, which is nice, that helps, um, something like that, maybe it was 6 6 of 6s, I don't remember, I tweeted out, check out my Twitter, at JoeButter underscore, it was all there, I, I'm going to try to tweet out, I, I usually tweet out a little prediction, before the tourney starts uh, with, you know, winner, fades, uh, some my favorite value, things like that. And then afterwards, I'll, I'll usually post a, I do a write-up for fantasypros.com and I'll post a transparency tweet that kind of shows all the locks and fades that I gave in my article and show their results. Just like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and hide behind a wall and say, oh yeah, I'm winning money like crazy. Like, I'll tell you what I'm doing. If I'm doing well, I'll put it out there if I'm doing poorly I'll put that out there. I don't really care I mean everybody's gonna have bad weeks like I went into this knowing I wasn't gonna you know win the featured contest every week but you know sooner or later I think at the end of the day we're gonna make more money than we lose because we're the ones doing the research here and finding some of these players that a lot of people I think don't realize who they are yet one thing that I'm gonna be doing that I'll, I'll get into in a little bit um, I've, I've been studying the ownerships because I, I would like to incorporate some kind of ownership you know, projections and some of the players that I've been, you know, touching on their ownerships have been very low and they've been finishing pretty well. So it's obviously the process is working. The process is, is going the way I think it should be. We're, we're finding the players that most people don't know, singling those out, evaluating those players and and using them correctly. And I think that's at the end of the day, that's what's going to allow us to profit and allow you, the listeners that don't have the time or don't, have the desire to put in that research and just, you know, kind of go based off the research I'm giving you. And I, I think it's going to help and it's going to, you know, propel you to win some money at the end of the day. All right. One thing I would do want to touch on in this episode, like I said, this is going to be short and brief. Um, some of the things that I'm looking to do moving forward, I am spending the next two weeks to add some features, add some data to the custom model that I built. The weekly stats that they're giving us aren't getting any better so I'm just kind of making my own stuff to use for you know our purposes 
So obviously, like I said before, I have, you know, my version of the strokes gain data from everything that they offer. One thing I am doing, like I just previously mentioned, is I'm adding weekly ownership numbers and DraftKings scoring numbers. And I want to, it's a little soon, I think. I think I need probably five events at least in there to, you know, provide a, a quality projection. But once I get to that point where, you know, we got a decent sample size, I couldn't go back and pull information from previously. I'm, I'm going to try to do that still. I'm going to try to comb through DraftKings to see if I can find that information. If I can't, then, you know, oh, well, if I can, great. That just adds to the sample size. But I'm going through each week exporting, you know, a copy of the ownership levels. And I'm basically just going to use whatever the primary featured contest is that week. Right now it's the $8 uh, anywhere from, you know, last week it was 587 entries. The week before, I think it was 1,100. That contest is where I'm getting these numbers from. And if they give us, you know, a $15 contest, you know, next event, I'll use that. Whatever their featured event, their featured contest is in DraftKings, that's where I'm going to pull the numbers from. So I'm basically going to get all the ownership numbers, throw them into the spreadsheet. I'm going to get all of the final DraftKings scoring, throw them into the, pre- the spreadsheet. And then over the course of time, I'm just going to add a projection of you know based on what they've been doing you know the last six seven events this style of you know tournament this field size or field strength which virtually is the same every week everybody virtually plays every week in the lpga and you know spit it out with a projection for both ownership and scoring which would also give me a value DraftKings value projection which would be very helpful if we could find those 7k guys or or 7k women that are scoring fairly equally to you know upper eight low 9k women that's solid value that's where you win your money you get your value so that'll be pretty cool we'll do that Um, in addition I mean I'm adding one thing I do want to I want to get some feedback if anybody can can give me some feedback one thing I do want to do is add a a daily around by round stats category and scoring things like that so we can use that for showdown i was thinking about starting a youtube channel and do quick five to ten minute videos friday or thursday friday saturday for the next day's showdown using that portion of the model that can give us you know first round scoring first round stats what they do you know second third fourth round so on most most models that we use for the men we have all of this information you know before us so it'd be nice to have that for the women i've actually fared better in lpj showdown i actually quit playing pj showdown i just couldn't take it I'm, i was so fucking bad at it i couldn't take it anymore lpj i've actually been doing pretty well honestly i've just been watching the coverage each event each day you kind of see who's trending up you know towards the end of the round trending down things like that i mean it's it's fairly easy if you just really watch it, I don't know how many people that play the LPGA contest are literally watching every swing that they televise. I mean, they're not offering the type of coverage that we're accustomed to seeing watching the men. But for the most part, you get an idea of who's playing well, who's scoring above, you know, what they're actually doing, who's hitting the ball really well, but not, you know, putting that you can use, you know, for a next round. If it's generally a good putter and they just had a bad putting day, but they're striking the ball well, chances are the next day they're, they're going to figure something out. That's usually the way it works. They'll they'll regress or progress back to the mean, and you just got to find those women that are striking the ball well. I think we can add that to the model and use that. So I would like to get some feedback if, if there's interest. If there's not interest, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm just going to use it for myself. But I think it'd be pretty cool. I think 
people like the showdown contest because it's you know a day-to-day winning winnings and rather than you know sweating it over four days you just have some rando go out and shoot a 66 and you profit off it that'd be nice so we'll see what happens i i, I want to see i would really like some actual feedback on that so if you guys don't mind uh shoot me a tweet you know at joe butter underscore or i actually do have a twitter for the show at girls got game pod i don't tweet from it very often it, it's kind of a pain in the ass to go back and forth between accounts but i it's there and you know you could tweet at that one too but let me know if, if you guys would be interested in a youtube channel or i mean even just you know like a live twitter i mean youtube's just easier because you can kind of keep track of what you're doing and and it's just easier to use than twitter live twitter live kind of sucks let me know if that's something that you all would be interested in because i think that'd be pretty cool another thing i do want to do is create a listener league i tried for the game bridge uh didn't work out i only got like eight or nine entries so they they nixed it but I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm planning on putting a contest out. I mean, if, if it gets nixed for the first few weeks, so be it. But I'm going to keep throwing it out there. I, I got a little, I guess you could say cocky. <laughs> I put a 100, 100 uh, entry pool for the first one, and we got like nine people. So I'm going to start it out at like 30 or 40 and see if we can fill that and then start slowly bump it up. And then maybe sooner or later, DraftKings will give us a rake-free contest. We'll see. But I'm going to start putting that out every week. Um, I'll tweet out the links. I'll put the links in the show descriptions and things like that. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Also, because frankly, right now, they're not offering a lot of options for LPGA. We're getting contests every week, but the the contests are pretty limited. Uh, there's, you know, the, the, the main eight-man, $8 contest that, you know, it's 600 entries. And then, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, $1 single entry, $3, three entry, but they're only 120 total entries, which actually worked out for me. I came in the top five and two of those, and that's kind of where I made my money last week. I came in third or fourth out of 120 in the $3 contest, and I think I came in, I don't know, eighth or ninth in the $1 contest, which was nice. Lastly, real quick, uh, I'm planning on purchasing one of those sound bite little devices you could plug into your mic, and you can kind of add your sound bites and your noise effects things like that as you're recording which would be nice i think it'd be cool to add some entertainment to the show add some sounds add some sound bites of you know previous like every show you listen to the the host say something capture that and then you can reuse it if you say something funny i don't know if i say anything funny but it'd be kind of cool to have that ability i think it would make it more entertaining i can throw in some little sound effects you know throughout the show to just make it more enjoyable easier listen I think that'd be cool. So just just to let you guys know that that's coming and, and it's going to make things sound better. Real quick, I am going to have some guests moving forward. We got a big schedule coming up. We got a two week break here. Then we jump into the Kia Classic, which is one of the bigger events, and then right into the very first major. Um, and the LPGA has five majors, uh, contrary to the PGA's four. Some of you might not know that, but we have five majors in the LPGA, and we're we're getting right into the meat of the schedule. I already have one guest who. Is a fairly big voice in the PGA landscape and Euro Tour, um, and has always shown a lot of interest in the LPGA and tweets about it. You know, over like since they started doing these contests back in, I think October-ish was the very first one when they had the Women's Open or the PGA Championship, LPGA Championship, whatever event it was. Uh, the Women's Open was in December, but they had a couple before that that were kind of sporadic for the majors. But uh, he's a pretty solid voice in the Twitter space this this you know industry 
So that'll be pretty cool to have him on. And then, you know, moving forward, I'd like to have more and more guests, at least like, if not every week, at least for the majors and the big events. Um, but ideally, if we can have one every week, that'd be awesome. It'd be easier for me to, you know, have someone to bounce ideas off of, and it'd probably be an easier listen for you guys. So it's definitely something that I'm looking into and, you know, trying to talk to people and get some interest and find some people that are willing to get on here and talk and, and do a little do a little diving into the LPGA world and and you know, come on the show and have something to talk about. You don't need to be an expert, but, you know, just, just someone to bounce ideas off of, you know, give you another voice and, and things like that. So that's all I got. I wanted to do something. I didn't want you to have, you know, two weeks with nothing to hear. I, I, I might do something next week. I don't know. But for right now, planning on at least giving you something this week to hold you over until we get to the Kia Classic in two weeks. Not that you need something to hold you over because we have the Players Championship this week, and I can't effing wait for that. I love this golf tournament. It's one of my favorites. Obviously, it's one of everybody's favorites. I mean, Sawgrass is just unbelievable. The field is unbelievable. The purse is unbelievable. So I'm looking forward to that. But LPJ landscape, we got a little break. Take some time to reevaluate, do some adding to the model, and find better ways to win you all some money. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.